Hello, and welcome to Small Business Happy Hour, a podcast where we interview a different entrepreneur or small business owner every week to hear their story. We chat about their business, passions, struggles, and all things small business. Oh, and we drink with our guests during the interview, hence the happy hour. I'm your host, Derek, founder of Yoga for All Humans, a fully online yoga studio. And I'm your host, Holly, creator of the blog, The Bitter Lemon, and author of many books. We are so happy you're here. Hey, Holly, how are you? I guess I don't even need to ask that question, do I? (laughs) Well, I'm at my apartment with my computer on and my lights are on. So that's really awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's times like this where we are very grateful for what I guess we oftentimes consider the simple things in life, you know? Yeah. Um, for our listeners, so we both live in Austin, Texas, and we had a really bad winter storm, I guess, like over the past week, would you say? I've, I've completely lost track of time at this point. Yeah, because it started like coming through Monday. Um, okay. And it's Saturday that we're it's recording Saturday this. right now, yeah. And it was like Tuesday and Wednesday because I worked uh, retail Monday. And that day they kept saying like, as the day goes on, the weather is going to worsen. But really like Tuesday, it'll be a little worse. And then Wednesday, it'll be like the worst. But then by Thursday, they were like, it's going to be warm enough, like, Meaning, like, they, I watched a lot of the weather, like, on Tuesday and Wednesday when I still had my power. And they kept saying, like, once the temperature hits 33 degrees, things start melting. So it was like, okay, Thursday, this is going to be over. And I know for me, like, I honestly like didn't really think I would lose power. I was more worried about the water because mm-hmm. that's what happened last time. Last time, meaning the, the 2021 freeze that. Texans like always refer to because it was like historic. I didn't have water for like three days during that one. And I was ill prepared and it gave me so much PTSD. Like when you talk about dark times, like not only had we just sort of like thought we were coming out of a pandemic, then this freeze happens like, oh my God, that was awful. But anyway, so my power went out like Wednesday night and it just came back. Um, like around midnight, like Friday night, Saturday morning. So it's about like three days. And wow. Mine went out, what, Tuesday night? Mine went out? Is that right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, because I couldn't work Wednesday and Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the only way I was able to keep up with it. Yeah, and thank God we had that space heater. Because like that space heater that we have, we got whenever we were in Iowa because there was a polar vortex that passed over us or whatever. And it was like negative 50 degrees one day in Iowa. Like that was like the normal time, not the feels like, and we didn't lose power, (laughs) but we got this like crazy space heater just in case, because obviously you don't want to like propane. It's like these little propane tanks. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. And it like, it's like literally like a fireplace, like the amount of heat it puts off, like our entire living room was just like toasty. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that saved us. 
because that's that's what I was most worried about. And then like our water got a little iffy for maybe like a half a day. Like the water was just like really like low. It was weird. Like it would still run, but it was just really slow. Like I could barely even take a shower. So yeah. But then the it just like quickly corrected itself. We never even got a notice from the water company or anything. So I am still feeling like we're not out of the clear. My washing machine is still full of water and it's going to stay that way until probably yeah. Thursday because I'm still like, the thing is people, when, when people first started losing power and it was like, okay, here we go. 2021 all over again. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure, even if you don't live in Texas, you heard about like the number of people that went for a week or longer without power and a lot of people died because they were frozen in their own homes which is awful and so when this started happening again it was like okay here we go like the grid all this stuff this was not the grid like now Earcot and Greg Abbott are sitting back going not us this time because it's all Austin Energy customers so I started like doing all this, you know, reading all these stories about Austin Energy and like, because it's like, I don't know who they are. That is the only energy company like I could choose from when I got this apartment. So that's my energy company. And of course, it's like you see how much like the CEO makes and she's like the highest paid state employee in the state of Texas. Like, and when have we heard from her? Like the press conference they gave was absolute like bullshit and like all of their reasoning for this happening is just like lies upon lies upon lies complaining about like they don't have enough money and whatever so now it's like still there's still a lot of people that don't have power like as we record this and i went to the library what did they say was the reason Okay, the first reason they said was vegetation, like overgrown right. like trees near the power lines, which whose fault is that? Austin Energies. Right. That's their responsibility to maintain around. So then all this news came out about how a few years ago when Austin Energy was like making the vegetation a priority, residents in Westlake, which is like the rich area of Austin, were like, we don't want you touching our trees and shrubs and so apparently austin energy just said okay and didn't bother with the rest of us like so that's not i don't even know if like there was vegetation around the area that like i live like i don't know if that's what caused it because the other thing is like people i guess at the press conference people were asking like why why don't you bury the lines and they they first were saying well if it floods blah 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 and it's like no there are places all over the country that have buried lines and flood well look at louisiana okay like and then they kept saying well you know the dirt is limestone that makes it harder and ultimately they said it's going to cost way too much money and it's like okay well whose fault is that like make a plan figure it out i mean what would you rather have like to me, even if you don't care about individuals freezing in their own homes, what are the optics of like the biggest one of, you know, we're like second in tech to Silicon Valley and we can't even like keep the lights on. Like, I know. It's honestly pathetic. Like the whole time I was sitting here in the dark, I was just thinking, I really need to like stop living here. Like this is ridiculous. Like, 
every winter I'm like thinking I'm I'm you know might die in my own apartment because Austin either can't keep the water going or can't keep the lights on and like what and my apartment complex sent out this email which I couldn't get until I was able to get somewhere with power their tip was see if you can stay with someone or check into a hotel oh my god okay really really i already pay rent and you want me to pay to go stay somewhere else right no No. (laughs) (laughs) we have a our energy company's different we have blue bonnet it's blue bonnet something co-op yeah so it's a completely different company that's weird have you been like driving around like where you live like are there still areas that are out I think everyone around us has it mostly back on. I yeah. mean, we I feel like ours went out sooner but yeah. then came back on sooner. Like traffic lights out, major traffic yeah. lights out, which is people don't know how to people lose their minds mm-hmm. when it's an out traffic stop. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a fun week. Um my saving grace. I mean, I did read a book, so you read a whole locked book. Locked in a book. Locked in a book for February. <laughs> wow. So you read the February book or the January? Book? No, just my own book. Oh, just um, a book. Just a book because uh the, the January book was online. So I couldn't oh, okay. read that. So that was out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I could have figured it out. I don't know. No, but, I remember you said that last time that it was like an online yeah. ebook or something. Yes, but I I have like a guilty pleasure book series that I read, uh, like vampires. <laughs> it's 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 even worse. Um, so like, I mean, this is like I don't really tell very many people this. I guess I'm telling everyone this. Oh um, wow! So it, it's not anything you would expect. So it's it's young adult books. Okay. And so it's like for me to say I read a book is a little bit extreme. We could call it half a book. Um, so do you remember the Animorph series? No. Yeah, that, that's fine. But... <laughs> is it something I should remember? No. Well, it's it was like generational for us, but only okay. if you were like a really if you were a really nerdy kid like I was, then you you would know. So that's just like this very silly. Like they came out like whenever we were maybe not even teenagers yet. And they've okay. just been continuing to make them. There's like, I don't even know how many there are at this point. And like, I read them back in the day and then stopped. And then like a few years ago, I was like, I wonder if they're still making those. And like, yeah, they are. So I just like, I've <laughs> been slowly reading them. It's like what I read when I travel. Um, because it's just like super easy reading. So I, okay, read one I, just, of those. I just Googled it. Okay, so it's like uh oh science fantasy. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the genre. Okay. I know so many people love fantasy and I uh-huh. have nothing against it at all. I just feel like it's such a genre in its own like it has its own rules it mm-hmm. and like i just i just feel like that's too much like i'm like yeah. i but i i understand like once people get in it they're like in it and then you can read other books and other series that are in it okay it says tv series 
that so was it a tv series too it was but it was one of those like tv series that didn't last long it got canceled oh yeah because it just says 1998 to 2000 <laughs> <laughs> i never even watched the tv series i wonder if i can find them now oh it's my so god funny. you should <laughs> So why are they yes. called anamorphs? Do they really like morph into? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So the one minute explanation is it's these like middle school kids who run across this alien who like his ship crashed and the alien gives them power to morph into animals to save the world because the world is being invaded by a parasitic alien bad race so like these aliens will like control like they're slugs basically and they go into your brain and then control your body so like from the outside you can't tell that the person has been in you know infested yeah 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 that's very much like um the faculty did you see that movie it's very similar yes that that's like yeah that's like the adult version of this book Except for in the faculty, they couldn't morph in animals. <laughs> right. They were just like great. I love the faculty though. The faculty they, is such a good movie. Me and my friend, when that movie came out, we saw it in the theater so many times because yeah. is Elijah Wood is in that, right? And Josh Hartnett. Yeah. And Josh Hartnett, yes. Elijah yeah. Wood has always been one of my celebrity crushes. And yeah. I just thought that movie was so good. Like, I love the music. I love, like, how, like, badass all the characters are. And I love this idea of, like, taking over. Because I think it came out when I was in middle school or high school. So I love this idea of, like, revolting against the faculty and, like, Mm -hmm. thinking they're aliens. (laughs) Yeah, I'll probably watch the faculty, like, once every other year. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's so good. I remember... Years ago, when I still lived in Baton Rouge, um, I was hanging out with a friend and we were just drinking, flipping channels, and that came on. And I was like, oh my God, the faculty. And she was like, what the hell is this? I'm like, we have to. And that in part (laughs) in the swimming pool. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. So, so good. Any worse. So, how many books are in the series? I don't even know. But you're it's like 50 something probably in order yes yeah i'm reading them in order i think i'm on like wow. number 22 ish oh wow i mean they're they're really like easy maybe like 200 pages on my ipad you know it's not it's they're not long yeah um but they're just like an easy like no effort reading so that's like my go-to whenever i'm traveling and stuff if i don't have something else i want to read yeah. So I read that. And then okay. my Nintendo Switch doesn't require me to be online to play it. And it's also like, it's kind of like a Game Boy, essentially. Like, you you can play it as like a handheld thing, not just on your TV. So it was like fully charged because it just sits on the charger whenever I play it on my TV. And so like, I just sat there and played my Zelda game for like, I don't know, five hours. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, your time in Powerless World sounds <laughs> <laughs> No, I did pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. I feel like I went through stages of grief like when my power went off. Like at first a total of yeah. denial. 
denial. It's going to come back on any second. Then I moved into, you know, anger. Then I was like straight depression. I mean, just my friend texted me. She was like, so are you just reading or like, what are you doing? Since there's no electricity. And I was like, (laughs) I'm honestly staring at the ceiling a lot. Literally, I was laying in my bed with all my freaking blankets on over me, just hoping that light would freaking come on. And oh it's my like, God. I feel like the days were passing with me just like trying to like, because I was trying to keep what I could keep clean, like when I use the dish, wash the dish, because like mm-hmm. I don't have a dishwasher. I mean, I, like obviously with no electricity or like, okay, take a bath. Like, I feel like everything was just taking me so long. And so it would be like, oh my God. Yeah. And the sun starts going down at 4.30. So it was like, okay. Um, I did read. I made progress on my Sean Avery book, which is still very good. I'm over halfway done with it. There's a section in the book where he's like dating Rod Stewart's ex-wife, which just blows my mind like, on different yeah. levels. I'm curious to see. I I kept like wanting, wishing I had the desire to like read more, but it just felt like such a chore because obviously I had to use like a flashlight or like I have like, mm-hmm. a little reading light, but like it just wasn't pleasant. Um, and I kept thinking like I could be productive. I could like clean or organize my closet, and I was like, or I could just lay here. So yeah, it's interesting because I'm like. Anytime something like this happens, like, obviously I'm into sci-fi. So my mind immediately goes to, what would I do if this were the apocalypse? Um, You know, and I'm like, and I can see how everything gets out of control really quickly because, like, we lose our fucking power and we are just, like, helpless, you know? (laughs) I know. Or, God forbid, our cells don't work. Like, you know, like. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy how quickly things can unfold whenever we lose like the essentials. Yeah. I will say I think whenever this happens, I do like notice things about myself like I I've learned very quickly, you know, having been through hurricanes, having been through a couple of these freezes now, like I learned that like I, I you know, a lot of these I've had to go through like living alone by myself and I'm like, okay, like it's not ideal, but like I can do it. I can survive, like I can make for myself. And like this time not having power but having water, I had never used my gas stove before like just lighting it and I was like texting my mom mm-hmm. like is it safe for me to just like stick a mat under there and she was like yeah just like don't like put your face next to it you know yeah and I'm like okay and so I I figured out how to do that so I'm like I felt really like okay at least I'm like able to have hot meals I made myself like tea coffee which I mean that made it much more pleasant than it it would have been otherwise mm-hmm. um and then after it had been like two days, I was worried about the stuff in my fridge. So it was still like 35 outside. So i moved all my groceries like out to my patio. And let me tell you, I put a bottle of white wine out there and that shit was crispy cool. By the time dinner rolled around, I was like, okay, look at this. Look at this working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that was nice. But it was so funny because Friday... 
I Thursday night, I just, I was really depressed and I was like, okay, tomorrow I'm getting up, I'm going to the library, going to charge all my stuff, check my email, feel like a little bit, you know, like I'm participating in society and I'm going to, you know, buy some ice to like finish taking care of my food. Like I was like, I'm committed because in my mind, this, this was my life now. Like, okay, we're living Mm. Oregon trail style, like we're doing this. And then of course, like like that night it comes on, which I was like, of course, as soon as I like (laughs) succumb to this life, I'm like, okay, it comes on, but no complaints about having electricity. I mean, I was pretty optimistic going into this because last year and then even over Christmas, we didn't have any issues, but I think the accumulation of ice was a big part of the problem this time. And like, I sure as fuck hope they learned their lesson. Like they were supposed to learn it last time and do things to fix it. So I think they just got like a little too cocky and we're like, oh, you know, we got through last year. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. And it's like, I never put two and two together as like ice accumulation weighs down a treat. Like my brain literally never thought mm-hmm. about that. But when I was watching the weather channel, it was saying like something like a half inch of ice on a tree adds 7,000 pounds because it's on, it covers the whole branch and all the little mm-hmm. branches and all the leaves. And it just weighs the whole thing down. And then it was showing like a diagram of like, um, the power line and how if if a x foot power line gets half of inch of ice that's 300 pounds and that's why they like start to sag and Mm -hmm. i'm just like oh my gosh that makes total sense but i just had never thought about it before so now we all it's isn't it funny how like when these things happen you learn so much about random stuff like Mm -hmm. that like when when would you ever like care about like ice (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember that dead tree in our front yard? Yeah, you sent me the picture that it like snapped over. Oh, I okay, yeah, that bitch just snapped in half. <laughs> um, which came in like handy because, like, so that tree was dead whenever we moved in, but mm-hmm. the HOA just sent like a notice a couple months ago that you know we need it needed to be removed, and so like my landlord was trying to tell me that I needed to remove it. And I was like, it was dead when we moved in. I feel like that's your problem. And it was like, we also have property management. So it was just like this annoying thing. And so property management said, no, it was dead whenever they moved in. You need to remove it. And then she never did. And so then it snapped. And then Wesley like went to go like bring the thing to the street. And like the stump itself just like came out of the ground. So like it's done. We're, it's taken care of. And that's awesome. I had a call. She ha- she makes me do like a annual like FaceTime of like a tour through the house to make sure we're taking care of it. Um, and that was today. And she was like, oh, so the tree's taken care of. I was like, yeah, you're welcome. Um, oh, my God. Because she never had it removed. Yeah. So. I have to ask you, like you said, you started watching Velma. I did. I did. So you like it? I like it. I like it. I'm not like addicted, but yeah. I do like it. It is a nice, like, little, just like casual show. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nice to not be addicted to a show, but still enjoy it. You know? Yeah. I'm yeah. Not like, I need to see the next episode. I'm like, oh, 
whenever I feel like I'm watching it again, I'll watch it again. I probably got through like four episodes. Okay. It is good. Um, I like how they're like broaching modern topics uh-huh. and it very much is like the Daria style that was spot on. Yeah. Um, and it, but it's still like really silly and campy. So I, I think it's well done. I don't understand why people don't like it. I, I agree yeah. with you. I'm like, I the don't only, understand. The only thing I can think is that like people went into it thinking Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Which, I mean, it is Velma, but like, obviously if you've never seen Scooby-Doo, like you can still watch it and like appreciate it. Yeah. I think it's funny because it's sort of like poking fun at itself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like poking fun at, because like Fred the characters of Fred and Daphne are just like ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> They're so funny. I love Daphne though. I love this version no, of Daphne. Me too. And it's like, this is from Velma's perspective when she's in high school. So it's like, obviously yeah. it's not going to be exactly the same as like what it's like on the later show. But I do like it enough to, I want to see like how the mystery ends, you know? I do too are you at the part where like the police are like we've determined that the suspect only kills hot girls yes yeah like that cracked me up that was very funny that was so funny it's a good show they're very silly yeah I um I have a few I downloaded some episodes to watch when I went to the library because I and I was gonna watch them last night but I ended up just falling yeah. so I have a few I think there's two episodes I haven't watched but okay I'm glad to have a show because it's been a while since I've like you know gotten excited about a show to watch yeah so once this I episode, like it I hope it keeps up yeah I don't know how many episodes there'll be but yeah, so now it's like even the the retail store I worked at, they did not have power until this morning. So today was also like my first day back at work since I worked Monday, which felt really weird, like not just like not going into work. Although like I was grateful because I feel like I was just not mentally well to go to work. I was like in constant communication with like a manager just checking to see like, okay, do I need to come into my shift today? Cause I would have obviously if, if they were open, but everyone today, so many people work today. Cause it's like, we are obviously not going to get paid for the hours we did. Right. Um, which is like a tough, tough reality because that is something that's totally out of our control. And like, yeah, it's fucked up. Now all of our paychecks are going to, like, I looked at my time card when I left work today and it's like, I worked 13 hours this week. So my yeah. paycheck is going to be like $90 probably. I mean, I had to use vacation time for the time I wasn't working, you know, even though it was out of my control. I had to use vacation uh, yeah. time. Mm-hmm. That's frustrating. Mm-hmm. So, but everyone was so happy to see each other. Like it was so sweet. Everyone I bet. Was like, oh, I miss you. People were like hugging each other and like we were like, I heard you lost power. Are you okay? Like it was nice. That's sweet. Yeah. So, but now I'm like, okay, things are maybe getting back to normal. It looks like my power has gone out a few more times, like since it came back on. And I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, like whenever you were gone? Mm-hmm. Like the, because I had to like reset my, Re- yeah, 
like my coffee pot doesn't let you do anything until you like reset the clock. Yeah. I did this morning and like made coffee. And then when I got home and like just before we came on here, I, I saw it like flashing zero again. And I was like, huh. I like, see something behind you flashing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, are you okay, Austin Energy? Like, <laughs> can you just keep it on? Or is this like, oh my God. Austin Energy, are you listening? <laughs> Seriously. So I'm, but I am so, I was honestly starting to just get so worried about like wor- my work. And like, cause I was like, my freelance client was like, are you going to go to the library like every day next week when you have to work? And I was like, yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like, obviously that's not convenient, but. I know that that is a luxury to be able to work from home. Trust me, I've learned that yeah, a lot yeah. in the past three months. And I guess the universe yeah. wanted to remind me again. Reminded. Reminded. <laughs> well, our guest this week is Elena with Spyro. Elena, who is our next guest is the inventor of Spyro. This is our first inventor. And she's actually the person that introduced me to yoga. So we go way back, I guess like 12 years ago would be 11 years ago, doesn't matter. Because it was whenever I started working at Lamar, you know, which was over a decade ago. So, but yeah, Elena has always just been like doing her own thing, making, you know, businesses out of yoga. I mean, she tells us a lot of her history. And it all makes sense. And I want whenever we started this podcast, she was one of the first people I thought of because, like, not only is she a small business and has been, but she actually created something which is pretty profound. And it's as far as yoga tools go, it's the most accessible yoga tool I've ever used. So it's needed. I really hope that this blows up for her because in the yoga space, like this is a game changer. Yeah, I honestly, I don't know if I've ever talked to someone. I mean, maybe over the course of like my journalism time, uh, but like the fact that she like invented something and had, you know, molds made and a prototype and all this, like that just like blows my mind. And I feel like the whole conversation is really inspiring. Like, even if you're not considering like inventing something, she's very much just, I mean, you'll hear, like, she keeps saying like, if I can do it, anyone can do it. And Mm -hmm. she's like, I just kept taking one step at a time. And it's like, yeah, that's stuff you hear all the time. But like hearing her say it and knowing like the end result was like something she created and like people use it and love it is so interesting. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we had a really fun conversation. You can tell she's really passionate about her product. Yeah, I can't wait for you to get yours in because it. I, I I really want more people to have them so that whenever I'm teaching my classes, I can actually direct people how to use the Spyro because in my personal business, I use it all the time. Mm-hmm. But in my classes, whenever I teach, I don't usually use it because I don't want to like, you know, be saying use something that people don't have. As far as accessible yoga goes, it's it's so vital. Yeah, no, it's like, that's something I really never thought of until she started explaining it. And it's like, yeah, that makes Mm -hmm. sense. I mean, I think when we think about accessibility, like we think about having a lot of 
clothes in different sizes or like for me like a lot uh, when a makeup company comes out with foundation like how many shades do they have like that's right. the measure of accessibility but when it comes to fitness like I don't really know how much stuff there is out there that is accessible to any I mean her product can work for anyone literally anyone yeah so that's pretty cool this was like a really fun one uh I mean they've all been fun in their own ways but like the fact that she invented something like I can't even imagine. Yeah, it's impressive. I'm excited. I'm excited for everyone to hear her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here she comes. Welcome, Elena. Hi. It's Hi. good to see you. You too, Derek. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? Hi, Holly. Hi. Nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. Holly and I also know each other from Baton Rouge, so it's kind of like a Baton Rouge reunion. Yeah, so Elena and I go way back. Um, Elena is actually the person that introduced me to yoga. Okay. I don't know if you knew that, Holly. Yeah. Wow, is she getting a cut of your business? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's no cut to be had yet, so (laughs) she can take it out. So she is getting a cut. (laughs) Yeah, you can have some of the debt if you want. Um, But yeah, Elena was teaching yoga at work um, with Go Yoga. Was that your company? Is that, was, yeah, was that it right? was Baton Rouge Yoga Company. Baton Rouge Yoga Company. Okay. And so Elena was our vendor that Lamar used for yoga okay. at work. And that's how I got introduced to yoga because she would come once a week and then she would have another teacher come the other day, like Tuesdays and Thursdays, I believe it was. Yeah. And I just fell in love and look where we are now. I love that. I love that. And, uh, you know, I definitely believe that that is, you know, people are moving to be of service with whatever they're doing. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what you did. Derek, you um, taken all of your special talents and, and channeling them into being of service for all humans. For all humans. That's right. Wow. And you that? are too. Absolutely. That's, that's for sure. So the most important question, are you drinking and what are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking hot tea, but we don't have to say that. (laughs) What kind of tea are you having? It's lemon. Uh, I love lemon. Okay. I'm like not a tea girl, but I'm like, I I bought some like non-caffeinated tea for myself, like around the holiday because I wanted to drink something before I go to bed that was like nice so yeah. i just bought like a bunch of different flavors to try to see like what i like so i'm always curious like what well and that's my little way to stay fit is i eat dinner and then after if after dinner if i get hungry whatever i just have some hot tea and mm-hmm. don't, try not to eat after dinner and that like seems to do the trick for me so so yeah it, try all your different kinds i put just a little drop of stevia just to give it a little flavor if it doesn't have it and um and so, yeah, I've, I've become quite the hot tea lover from after dinner till bed. Nice. There's a lot to, to tell about it. Derek, you didn't say what um, you were drinking. Wine, of course. <laughs> you got wine, too? Yeah, I was about to say, I don't have romance, but I have wine. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's so silly. You're a mess. Um <laughs> Oh my God. So yeah, Elena, I feel like you have such an interesting story. 
because I don't even know much of your story before we met at Lamar. Like wow. that's where my story of you starts. Oh. So I'm just curious, like as a as an entrepreneur, like what has your journey been until now? Okay, well, let's see. So I graduated from LSU in education and I taught Spanish for <clears throat> seven years. And somewhere, it, just a two years after I started teaching, my father died mm. uh, with, from a heart attack. He was a doctor and he had heart disease. He had his first heart attack when he was 35. Oh my gosh. And he also developed type two diabetes late in life. And he was towards the last 10 years of his life, he was not in great health. And at the very end of his life, you know, he was, it was really sad. I come from a family of six kids. And the way that I say it is while my dad knew the importance of self-care, he didn't take time for himself. He was so committed to his patients and his work and his family when he got home that he just didn't take that time. And so my father died when he was 51. And then eight days later, my 28-year-old brother died from a heart attack. And he also had diabetes. Oh, my gosh. And so that the shock of losing the two of them basically a week apart um, freaked me out. I started like, uh, like I started realizing, oh, my God, my grandparents also had heart disease and diabetes. My grandfather lost half of his leg from diabetes and my grandmother also died from heart attack. They all had coronary events. I was like, OK, I'm screwed. Uh, my, my family history is really bad. So I, as a teacher. Um, like in, it, it not, oh, so I started researching health and well well being. Like, how do you keep yourself well? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything pointed to stress. And then my research on how to the best way to combat stress all pointed towards yoga based techniques. And so that very next summer, I went to uh, Integral Yoga in Virginia, um, in, Yo- Integral Yoga Institute, and I spent the summer there with training to be a yoga teacher and Swami Satchitananda who uh, was a very well-known Swami, um, was there, one of our teachers. I was really, really lucky to be there for those two summers where he would come in and lecture to us and things like that. And um, so I did that. I came back and I started teaching yoga. And then I went to the the next summer and I got my advanced training and pranayama training and Raja yoga Mm -hmm. and studied all the other more in-depth things about yoga. And um, shortly after that, I got pregnant with my first child and I wasn't going to go back to teaching, but I still wanted I wasn't going back to teaching school like high school, but I still wanted to teach yoga. So I started um, uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield was my first class that I got. I had some kind of connection and they let me start teaching two classes uh, a week there. And so while my daughter was just, you know, like you know, five or six months old, just twice a week, I would leave for while she was napping and go teach a class and run some errands. And anyway, so that's when it started in 1999, 1998, 1999. And I started doing that. And then I had two more children, two more daughters, two two more daughters. And um, it just kept growing. I added Lamar, I added State Farm, we added, you know, um, accounting firms, uh, the state I had taught some class. So I started teaching them all over the place and got some te- teachers to help me as well. Um, 
So that was the beginning of my entrepreneurial and it was fantastic. It was perfect. Like uh, the local yoga teacher was going to move and she, she, we only had one yoga studio at the time. And um, she asked me if I wanted to buy it. And I was like, no, thank you. I don't want to run a studio. Yeah. I really like this corporate. I was raising my children. There was no way I was going to be able to keep up with the studio. So that's that's how I did it. And I'm still doing that. Right now, we're um, doing classes for HTB accounting, for IBM, for uh, Apple Garen accounting. Lamar, we haven't gotten back, but... And we're all slatter and bloom. And then nice. Yeah. So um, so I love this format. I think, you know, I like it. Just like as you know, it's nice to just show up and teach class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, you know, I, I don't know if you've seen it, but as part of my business model, we have yoga at work, you know, as well. And that's where I got the inspiration was from you. Yes. I love that. And yeah, yeah how many clients do you have? How is that going? Uh, not many. <laughs> That's okay. okay. I'm still working on it. It's uh, right now. It's kind of like one off. I've had a number of like just one off classes that I've done, but I found more successful that I've kind of diverted my attention to because I'm having more success is like residential yoga. Yes. Like teaching at apartment complexes. Yeah. So I have I have a handful of those that I've been working on, and that's kind of been you know, outside of the studio teaching. And then as the the yoga work comes in, you know, I take it and I've been working on like SEO, which is search engine optimization. You probably know what that is now. I'm learning. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of been my focus is search engine optimization, because since I've started working on that, I've started actually getting people reach out to me from Google searches. So I love it. Okay. We need to talk about that another time. Yeah, we will. (laughs) So we're actually, go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask a question about the yoga at work. I assume that when you're doing the yoga at work, you're, you're meeting a lot of students like Derek who, who hadn't have either access to yoga or maybe they felt like they didn't have time, kind of like your dad. Yes. That's, that's the whole thing is that we're bringing it to them. Um, There, you know, no more excuses as far as not having time, especially like at Lamar, it was like y'all got to leave work 15 minutes early for lunch and it only cut into part of your lunch. But yes, mm-hmm. that, that, that one day, one year I counted up how many people I reached every week and it was almost a mm-hmm. hundred people. That's pretty amazing. Um, when you think about it, that you can do that like that. So, yeah. And then it, of course, like Derek, it inspires them. They start doing home things. They start doing more. They start going to outside yoga classes. And, uh, you know, I love all the stories. People come back and say, boy, I was so stressed. And I remembered you um, talking about the breathing and to just do some deep breathing. Um, that's my favorite. I could listen to that all day. <laughs> I think it's so cool that companies invest in something like that. Like that, I think that really shows like a step in the right direction as far as company culture, because you're kind of bonding with your coworkers, but they're also literally investing in your wellness and giving you the tools to combat stress, which is priceless. It does. It says a lot that the company sends a message to their employees that they care about their well-being and their work-life balance when they provide something like this or subsidize it like Lamar did. Right. Yeah, Yeah, it's huge. So that's your yoga business. Obviously, Spyro has become a thing in the past couple of years. So I'm kind of curious how did you come up with Spyro? I mean, I know some of it, but I know that not everyone does. 
you know, where did the idea of Spyro come from? Okay, so How was the um, design process, you know, in 2019. Um, I was just thinking about how people come and go to yoga. And the primary reason was that they felt uh, not insecure. What was it? They feel intimidated. Oh, thank you. Oh, there you go. Um, they yeah. feel intimidated to go to yoga class because they can't touch their toes or they're, it's, it's just difficult for them to get up and down. They're losing their flexibility and their mobility. And those are the people that really we want to capture to help them regain that flexibility and mobility. And so I just got some, I don't know. I just, I don't, I just was like, I need to make something that helps make yoga more accessible and straps are cumbersome. They don't, it's hard to use. They just, you know, all kinds of reason why I wasn't using a strap. And so I bought these garden kneelers from the dollar store <laughs> and um, they were just made out of this little foam. And I, I cut them in the shape that I needed. They weren't the original shape that, that the Spyro is now. And I wrapped them in duct tape just to give them a finish. And I've I used them at Lamar the very first time. Do you remember oh, them? Funny. Do you remember? I think that was after I was gone. It must have been after you were gone. Yeah. I've got some pictures of those in use at Lamar. And um, and we loved them. Oh, my God. We thought, oh, my God, this is so great. This is great. But it wasn't until I actually created it. So you want me to tell you the story of how it got created? Yes. Yeah, of course. Okay, so, <laughs> so cool. <laughs> so I was using the garden kneelers and that was in 2019. Then COVID hit. And I decided, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for this. I'm gonna find a way to do this. So I um I called a company in Texas that makes those orange life vests that mm. like the national that, that the National Guard uses, you know, those foamy, like also the pool floats that are yeah. painted, painted vinyl paint is what they are. And they sent me some prototypes. They, they charged me like $75. I, I drew them some designs of what I wanted. And I got those in and I was so excited, but they were too stretchy. They didn't, mm. they didn't have any resistance to them. So then I, was, I went to Walmart and I bought a um, Gel Pro anti-fatigue mat. Okay. And I cut it out and I glued it together. I cut it out the way I wanted it. And I was like, oh, this is it. This is great. And so I, so I, I Google the company and I find it, that it's owned by this uh, husband and wife team. And I call the wife and she, she doesn't know me. I was like, I know you don't know me, but, you know, kind of explain. She goes, oh, you need to talk to my husband. He's the entrepreneur. And so she set up a Zoom call with the, with three of us and they spent an hour and a half with me telling me, you know, their process of how they got started and their anti-fatigue floor mats. And he gave me some ideas of, uh, so, no, no. so he said, okay, I'll make you some with my floor mats, but I'm not going to be able to manufacture these for you because you need a material that is non-porous so that you can use it in the medical setting. So he oh. sent me some prototypes and those were too squishy as well. So then uh, he put me in touch with an EVA manufacturer in Oregon. I wanted to make it in the U.S. He, he warned me against that. He's like, you really need to make it in China or in Taiwan because it's going to be too expensive here. And I'm like, we're just going to have to deal with that. I want it here. Mm -hmm. So the, the person in Oregon gave me the name of their person in Taiwan that makes molds. Evidently, nobody in the U.S. makes molds like yeah. Taiwan does or, you know, I'm not sure. So I called the people in Taiwan. It was literally just take one step at a time. Yeah. And then that one led to the next one. That one led to the next one. And then, you know, I didn't know, I couldn't see the whole staircase. I was just doing one step at a time. That whole Martin Luther King quote, don't look at the whole staircase. 
oh, <laughs> and yeah. um, which my dad used to say. And so I sent my design. I didn't. I, they said send us the design in a CAD file. I'm like, I don't know CAD file. I call my roommate from college. <laughs> oh, I call God. my roommate from college. She's an interior designer, and she whipped something up. Oh, yeah, and, course, yeah. and and we sent that. So they sent me the prototype, this hard plastic prototype of what it was going to look like. And at the very last minute, I told them to put the little bumps on the on the on the bottom of it. I don't know. Oh, nice. I don't know if you want me to go grab a Spyro, but so anyway, so they sent that. And when those came in, the 10, they sent me 10 at first. I couldn't believe how great the stretch was. I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And it just kept being better and better and better. All the different ways that I used it, you could kneel on it. It was the perfect length. It provided the perfect resistance. I should have one in my hand. You want me to go get it real quick? Yeah, you can. Okay, <laughs> I'll tell you, but it's like I have a whole stack of them right here. I, <laughs> I don't think you have one, Holly, do you? No, but now I want to get one. Yeah, you've seen me use mine, huh? Yeah, no, it seems like a very useful tool. It's so great. So this is it. And the first, so, so it's very stretchy and... It's just so these are the, the, the bumps on the bottom that we added at the last minute, which is what allowed me to get the design patent. So simultaneously, oh. I also had to apply for a design patent and copyright Spyro stretch. And I mean, I've, I've learned so much. Yeah. yeah. And I'm definitely the kind of person that didn't know any of this. Yeah. You know me, Derek. I'm like, <laughs> I'm an air sign. Let me put it that way. <laughs> so if I've, I've, I've thought the whole time, Derek, if I can do it, Andy yeah. can do it. I mean, because yeah, I'm sure. that, like, what? <laughs> you know, so, uh, so I, they came in and I did a push on Facebook and, you know, told everybody, oh, I also applied the same day that I launched it. I also applied to be on QBC's next big thing. And I made it to like the first level where I had to pitch to the judges. First, you mm -hmm. just sent in a video. But anyway, they, they, they kindly said, we're not, we're not going to take your, your deal, but Jerks. <laughs> I'm reading that book, It, you know, from the woman who did B Cosmetics. Um, oh, yeah. it cosmetics anyway she also got rejected and now she's a multi-billionaire but oh yeah it cosmetics is huge yes yes but um so so i'm slowly so, so let's see where were we that's how it got started so it started in yeah. 2019 with the idea pandemic kicked in and i was like i need to get on the ball because everybody's stuck at home and they could be yeah. stretching and oh, I wanted to do something that anyone could do. You literally can just, it's so easy to just lo loop over your foot. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no strap to worry about. And if you need to make it shorter, you just pull it in closer. You just move your hands up um, and you can sit on it. You can, you know, stretch every single part of your body from your neck all the way to your ankles, you know. Um, and I'm also, uh, Derek, I've learned a new way to use it, which is fascia decompression, which we'll talk about another time, but it's pretty amazing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so when did I you get it. the 10 pieces from Taiwan? About when was that? That was um, in January of 2020. Okay. No, I'm sorry, did I say January? December. December 2020 is when they sent me the 10 pieces. Uh -huh. Once we knew that the mold worked like this, then they shipped the mold over to Oregon. 
And then I got my first shipment of Spiros from Oregon in June, no, actually July of 2021. Man, it seems like it was so much longer ago than that. That's crazy. I, I know. I know. Wow. And now I'm on my third shipment. Yeah. I feel like this is like, I mean, I know it was probably such a process to like learn all the different steps, like you said, but I mean, I feel like your experience, the way you're saying it seems like you kind of just hit like all the right people or like hit some luck along the way because it is, I mean, it sounds like it was not a nightmare, which is what I would assume it would be like. (laughs) Right. And I've got two jobs, uh, you know, to boot. Um, So, yeah. But no, Holly, you absolutely got a lot of luck. You absolutely hit the nail on the head. I have a long list in my office of all the people that have helped me along the way. Mm -hmm. And I look at that list and, you know, the guy from Gel Pro is on that list. But um, but, but the, the biggest piece of advice I would give to anyone is to just take the next step. Don't worry about all the steps after it. Just take the next one. Like we, we, you have your target. We know where we're going. And sometimes, you know, our mind gets in the way and we start bumping up against fear or doubt or, you know, you know, whatever it is. But there is this sense that we know we actually know exactly what we need to do. And to just go ahead and take that step, it's going to lead to the next one. It just does. And that is one little bit of wisdom that helps me when I feel stuck. Mm-hmm. You know, when I feel stuck, I'm like, okay, what's the next step? What's something I can do? What's one, one action I can take in that direction? And then I just do it. That's great advice. It is. That's awesome. It's funny that you mentioned QVC because Holly was curious <laughs> about Shark Tank. Have you heard of Shark Tank? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like if I had a dollar for everyone who told me I should go on Shark Tank. <laughs> okay. So, so I'm so glad I put this question on my list because as soon as Derek said, like, we would possibly have you on the podcast, like when we came up with this idea months ago, I was like, okay, I'm going to be asking her about Shark Tank because I'm obsessed with Shark Tank. So I need to know if you were on Shark Tank, who, like, if all the sharks said yes, like, who would you pick? to? Mark. to... Yes! <laughs> Mark is the best. I thought maybe Lori because she typically picks the fitness and she usually has her stuff on QVC, but Mark is my favorite. Well, the, you know, I like Lori a lot. And if I had a, a different kind of product, I, I would probably pick Lori. Mm-hmm. But because Mark is so in the sports realm, oh, um, that makes sense. Well, okay. So my bigger vision for Spyro is that it does become a, 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 an everyday thing, like a rubber band or a pencil that everyone uses for self care. You have a headache, go Spyro stretch. You have backache, hip ache, you know, whatever it is, your stress, go stretch. Like you tell someone to take an aspirin, go Spyro stretch is is what I like to envision for the future. And people, because it's so easy and it's effective, but people um, follow what artists and athletes do. So if there is a a, a famous person, an, an athlete, and they're doing something, they're using something, then people copy that. So in my mind, that has been what I envision that it's going to get the average person to start using it is when they see athletes using it. I, like I would, I have a, on my vision board, I've got Joe Burrow holding a Spyro like this. Oh, wow. Um, that I made up uh, that I can't wait to see an actual re- reality. Oh, but, um, so that's why I would pick Mark Cuban. If Joe Burrow or LeBron James is listening, 
we have <laughs> waiting for you. <laughs> well, it's funny that you say LeBron James because there are currently five Spyro stretch tools in the LeBron James lab at Nike headquarters in Oregon. Really? Yeah. How did that yeah. happen? Um, I met uh, somebody that works at Nike when I was in Egypt okay. last February, and um, and yeah, he was like, "Yeah, send him over. I'll I'll put him in there." And we, at the very least, he's like, "Nike's not going to buy this, but I'll put it in there and see if we can get some feedback." And I still haven't gotten any feedback from. Him. Yeah. But, um, so anyway, but Mark Cuban would be the guy to like put them in all the NBA locker rooms. Exactly. And they need there currently there are four LSU women's teams using Spyro at LSU. So I was waiting for the football season to end so that I could start getting them into the football locker room football, so training room. Cool. That's so cool. That is very cool. And you're partnering with Stretch Lab too, right? Is that yeah. is that a partnership? Yes. Um, well, so I'm one of their vendors. So um, there was a woman here in Baton Rouge who opened the first stretch lab here. And I was working with her on a separate project. And she heard about Spyro and she was like, oh, my God, stretch lab would love these. So she sent one. She connected me with stretch lab and they did. And so they've, they've already put in they're on their third order, if not fourth order as well. So they've got 100 stretch labs throughout the country as well as uh, they have a total of 800 boutique fitness places that could potentially use Spyro. So I'm just being patient, you know, as that spreads and grows. The, the deal with Spyro is the try and buy rate is really high. When mm-hmm. someone tries it, they usually buy it. And so that's the deal. That's what's been a little bit of a challenge for me is getting across through video or posts yeah what it's like to use like most people think that it's just like really hard plastic like they don't this is not appealing to them but when you feel it it's very ergonomically pleasing to the hand and to you know it's just it's just nice yeah it's been life-changing for me just because i don't have a lot of hip flexibility so like forward folds have always been such a struggle for me and now i can just loop that around my feet and you know pull in it's great. and lift yeah. your chest right you gotta lift and hinge instead of rounding right yeah. yeah that's what i always say in my classes that folds are like really misnamed because it's really about hinging not folding good i like that yeah <laughs> I learned from the best. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any, um, is there any type of like educational material that you send along when, when people order a Spyro or is that something they get online or like, how do they know the different ways to use it? Okay. So yes, there is. And I should go get that too, too. There's a one pager front and back. Yeah. It's got all the different ways to use it in visual. So, and, and that just, I just finished that. Derek, so you didn't get one when you ordered yours, but you get one now. Um, <laughs> and you can, it, it, I believe I've uploaded it uh, just like a couple of weeks ago. It's now on the website that you can download and print. Oh, cool. So, and I'm not, you know, the, I, I've thought about making some that are laminated that people can buy, but I haven't gotten there yet. Um, and I do have plans for other sizes too. I just am waiting to, for this to take off a little bit more before I start purchasing a new mold and do different sizes. But yeah, there are different sizes. And different colors now too. 
different colors. And um, also, Holly, you, when you go online, there are some videos, very homemade videos. Um, <laughs> but it's all good. It's, it's, all it's good. you know, to me, it is kind of it's just fine because um, it's it's very intuitive and um, user friendly, Spyro. So. Yes, you would probably want to watch a video once or twice, but after that, you really don't need it because you just start finding all these different angles to use it. Like, it's just very intuitive. But mainly, you know, Spyro, Holly, Spyro means breathing in Latin. Okay, we were just about to, I was just about to ask about the name, yeah. Yeah, y'all see the Spyroglyphics, I call it. I never really put that together that it was it is kind of like hieroglyphics. Yeah. That's yeah. Hieroglyphics. There, that's the, that's the, your most basic how to. Um but yeah, spiro is the Latin word for to breathe. You know, I, I say a lot, if you have a problem in your body, whether it's mental or physical, if you have some pain, that means there's a block there. And that pain is telling you. There's there's a block or like, you know, to me, physical pain in the body is telling your body's telling you where oxygen is not getting. So it hurts. It's your body's way of saying, help, help, I need some oxygen. And so so if you've got some type of block in your body, the best way to get that flowing again is going to be your breath. You can do any other modality that you want to do. But if you if you don't have that breath flowing, then it's going to be very difficult. And, you know, people give up and they start resort to medicine and things like that. But not that I'm anything against medicine. I'm just saying there's a lot of self-maintenance that we can learn from the breath to try first. Um, and so, yeah. So like that's when, when there's a block in the body, your breath is going to be the best thing to help that open up. And, and other things that you may not know about the breath is that your respiration is how the body cleanses itself. So we take in toxins all day long through water, food, air, even mental. And, you know, how does the, how do those toxins leave the body, the food that we're eating, the water, all that. And how does it leave the body? Everyone thinks it leaves the body through the restroom or through sweat, but really what actually is happening, you can research this yourself is that it's happening through respiration. Oxygen comes into the body as O2. It circulates through the body grasping and taking all the waste, the carbon, and it leaves a CO2. And that is how fat leaves the body. That's how toxins leave the body. That's how the body processes what's in it. So there's a cellular, there's a lung respiration, and then there's a cellular respiration. And all of that is happening, you know, through respiration. And so, but most people are just breathing up here in their upper lungs, and they're not engaging their diaphragm to help pump and cleanse the body. So as a result, we're becoming filled with toxins. In fact, I heard someone talking about that people aren't actually getting more fat in their body as they gain weight. It's just a buildup of toxins because mm -hmm. we have the same fat cells. Um, we only, only time we get fat cells is when we're born and through puberty. And then after that, they're just expanding from toxins. And so it makes sense. Nobody's breathing. Very few people are breathing diaphragmatically. Only people who are practicing yoga or have a meditation practice who, who understand this. And then there's a second thing that people need to understand is that the connective tissue in our body is in every single part of the body. There's connective tissues between the cells, between the muscle fibers, between the joint, the bones and the muscles, all of it. It's all connected. And when there is trauma, again, emotional or physical, that tightens up. And that fascia 
it gets tight. It's like a black hole. It gets tighter and tighter and tighter and just pulls. And that's why people begin to shrink when they're older is because the fascia is just continuing to just to go down. Right. Well, we can decompress that fascia through respiration, through breathing and stretching and decompression, like massage, basically, of the body. But that should be happening. But because we're only breathing up here, we never heat the body up enough to melt that fascia. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? So let's see. So fascia is the connective tissue. And you, you can think of it a little bit like butter. Okay, butter at room temperature is still a solid block. But if you put a tiny bit of heat to it, it just melts down to nothing. That's kind of like fascia. If you get some heat in your body and then you stretch it and you 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 work with that fascia, like you know people do fascia massage, then you can melt the fascia, kind of iron it out, open it back up so that circulation can get back into those tissues to cleanse and nourish the cells. But if you've got like a scar or you're just stuck here and your shoulder's just stuck, it's just going to get tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter until we release it through stretching and breathing. <laughs> Spyro. <laughs> yeah. As it Holly and I just, we just did a yin class right before this, my class. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. no, I yeah, love it. Our fascia's feeling good. I was going to say our fascia is open. It's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> oh my God. So you touched on something earlier that I wanted to get your thoughts on you know, how your product, you know, you have it made in the United States. So of course there's cost related to that, but the goal is to make yoga and like, you know, helping yourself more accessible, right? Right. We've always been really aligned on that with our two business models. And we, so Elaine has taught a couple workshops at Yoga for All Humans. Um, so we have like a little spiral connection there. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of running a promo for the workshop on Instagram. And someone commented, like a troll kind of commented and was like, you know, this is ridiculous. Like, you know, I was teaching yoga classes to guys in prison for free and we were just using our shirts you know to right straps to to stretch us out he was like that's just capitalism or whatever and i you know tried to politely explain like you know i get where you're coming from but you have to think about like people like even a yoga strap it's not always easy to hold like some people may not have that ability in their hands or like you know, it just, it, I just kind of like tried to explain it away. And he just kept coming back and I ended up just blocking him. Um, but I'm curious, Elena, like, what is your response to that? Because um, it is kind of a touchy subject, right? Right. No, I, I don't find it a touchy subject because I, he's right. You can stretch with a towel or a stretch band or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and somebody's, somebody's respond, you know, I've had people respond to my posts as well and say, uh, save your money, get a towel. And, um, and I just say, thanks. You know, I just, I I basically, it it doesn't bother me at all because I know all the other benefits to it. And so, so I guess basically I say, let's see, well, I don't know how I responded, but you know, you can't kneel on a, on a towel. You can't, I mean, you can, but you know what I mean? Like there's too many other things that Spyro does that you cannot do with those things so easily. 
And, um, and, and first and foremost, it's that it makes everything so much more accessible for people. I just did a, ra- I just did a radio show and I was laughing at myself because they asked me something like that. And I said, um, yeah, I said Spyro makes makes yoga and stretching more accessible to all people. I mean, some people can't hold on to. I forgot what I said, but I ended up saying some people don't even have a hand. You know, I was like, anyway, just cut. But that. it's true. It's true. It's true. But and so with this, you can. So like, let's just say, I mean, I've had a woman come into my class who from a a birth defect had only half of her hands and feet. Mm -hmm. And she was able to do a bow pose and all the other stretches with like this, putting her wrist in there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it gave her a lot of resistance. Really. I think that one of the best things about it, as you know, Derek, is this resistance Mm -hmm. because resistance stretching, when you move your joints through resistance, you increase your flexibility and your strength simultaneously one hand is resisting getting stronger and then the flexibility increases when you resist so um so yeah i mean I, like that doesn't bother me i don't have time to um argue with people about it i just know yeah. that it's it has the potential to help so many people and really i'm trying to get those people that are stuck on the couch and in their bed or stuck in their beliefs that there's nothing they can do um, and then don't get me started about the breathing and the cleansing of the body. Like, uh, you know, that's really, I need to get I my wanna, grandma one. Yeah. I really want to educate people on that. That's probably my biggest struggle is finding the best way, the most concise way to educate around this product and the, and the need, the benefits, I should say, of giving yourself this time. I, like one thing I said is you can't have a healthcare system without a self-care system. And I feel like, yeah. And I feel like this is like, I own that domain self-caresystem.com. I feel like this is a really great self-care system in so many ways. I would think having a tool like that, um, I don't quite know if I know how to put into words what I'm thinking, but it's like, like you said, like, yeah, you can get a t-shirt or a towel, but I know for me, like, using a strap is really intimidating and difficult for me. And so if my yoga instructor was like, here, um, use this, or if everyone in class was using that, it makes me feel like I'm not alone. Like I'm not the only person that can't use a strap because that's like the typical thing yogis use. And like, I don't like using it. So Mm. I feel weird about it. So it's like, you could say that about so many products that are out there. Like, yeah, maybe we don't need every single thing we have in our homes, but we have them because they make bring us joy or make us feel a certain way or whatever like makes it easier yeah Mm -hmm. yes yes like that's that's definitely like this makes stretching so easy for anyone i have not met anyone that couldn't use it yet Mm -hmm. not a one i think part of the struggle of communicating you know even with yoga like the importance of doing it whenever it's not like you know I, i feel like we just live in a society where if we're committing time to something, we need to see results from it is how, is how a lot of people think about like an activity. So I think that's why people lean more towards like the vinyasa style yoga, where you feel like you got to work out from it, but the, the slowing down and stretching side of things, people have trouble committing to that because a lot of the results are internal, you know, you can't always see them. Well, and I, but I have found in my yoga classes where I use spiral a lot. And now um, uh, I just started in, in January, 
um, the first spiro stretch class here. It's just purely stretch spiro stretching, and it we're, we stay on the ground the whole time. We never stand mm. up, and that those stretches are so deep yeah. that by the end of the deep relax, by the time it's time for deep relaxation, everybody is just laid out like they're like. That sounds yeah. great. It's amazing. It's 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 a beautiful thing. Like uh, I have to say, like I have felt more than ever teaching the spiral stretch class that I was living my purpose um, during this class. Yeah, that's so cool. I've been teaching yoga for twenty seven years. This summer will be twenty eight years, and I've loved it. And I know I've always been living my purpose, but there's something about this spiro class that I'm like, wow, Mm -hmm. yeah, excited. That's cool. So you talked a lot about the invention process, but like now marketing it, like, how are you marketing it? How do you sell it? I mean, are you like shipping the inventory? Like, how does that work? Okay. So yes. Um, the Spyro headquarters is my house. My garage, <laughs> and the board, <laughs> the board, my post reviewers and things like that are my daughter's. <laughs> and uh, but I have these angels in my life that help me with with various aspects. And um, I do pay some people to help me with social media, but not enough. You know, like I don't do that enough. And so let's see the main ways that I sell it is when I run some type of special, you know, I'll knock ten dollars off that sells a lot in, in person events. I sell running events uh, running events like Athleta has been Athleta let me launch Spyro in their store in my first week. And um, they let me go teach classes there. And so they've been really great champions for me in Baton Rouge. And so let's see events, expo. It's really just events, stretch lab, trying to get into um, trainers. So I'm still very much in the, you know, still trying to get it out there mode. Um, anybody, you know, I teach any, you know, I'll teach any, I'll go do whatever, right. At this point, as much, as long as I've got time, I need what, what I've recently been realizing, I heard on a podcast, um, that if you're not spending a majority of your time educating about your product, then you need to look at that. And I was like, oh yeah, I really need to spend more of my posts and time educating people on exactly what we were talking about earlier. Because when people understand they've got that insight into how they can help themselves like that, not just like go do yoga, it's good for you, but like actually understanding that their respiration is what's cleansing their body. And then they realize they're not breathing. And then, you know, they realize, oh, my God, I'm just my joints hurt. I feel awful, whatever. So I don't know. Something about that makes me believe that people will start giving it a try if I can educate them better. I think that's a challenge a lot, especially if it's like a very new product. Um, I think that's a challenge a lot of. Oh, yeah. And everybody says, well, I'm breathing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's just a lot of noise out there right now. It's hard to break through it, you know. Yeah. And Elena and I have had vent sessions with like, you know, social media just buries everything if you don't pay for it. You know, so it's, it's hard. Right. Yes, I know. I don't know what the, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll make one post of, of, you know, my daughter graduating from high school and get 250 responses. Yeah. <laughs> and then I announced that I've got some big award and five likes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't understand all that. That's crazy. Yeah, no, I get it. I don't know, Holly, I think we kind of hit on all our questions, huh? 
we well, didn't talk about the like really like the ideal customer and she didn't say what the new colors are oh, oh. Okay. okay so the ideal customer yeah now, this was a really uh, every time i would work with someone for marketing or um trying to mm-hmm. spiral to the next level they would ask me what's your ideal customer it's so difficult for me because I believe that everyone, every age can benefit from this. Mm-hmm. And so what I, my ideal customer is me. Okay. You know, basically it's me who, who um, wants to stay healthy and is committed to incorporating um, practices in my life that will help maintain my flexibility and cleanse my body, things like that. But after that, it's, it's the, it's athletic training for the reasons I told you earlier. If I can get the athletes using it, then I think I have a better chance of getting the general public to use it. And then after that, it would be yoga. But yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, I, this, is, this is a tough one for me because it's so broad. Mm-hmm. Like I kids have the same struggle. It. Yeah, kids love it and seniors love it. They love that they yeah. can sit in their recliner and stretch. You know, it's perfect for chair yoga. It's perfect for at work yoga. It's perfect. It's so perfect for, it's perfect for driving. Like it's a lumbar support in your car, you know, our bucket seats are, you know, the, the, the concave. And so when you, you're driving and you get out of the car and you're like, you know, well, this, you put this long ways in your seat at your low back. It gives you that little extra support that keeps you from keeping your back like this the whole time. It gets you more like this, you know? Hmm. So that's good. And then when you get out from driving, you stretch real quick when you get out and you're like, okay, I'm good. You know, you just do it. So it's a great travel tool, Um, especially like if you're walking all day at Disney or on a trip, hiking, whatever, it's the perfect thing to do at the end of the day when you've been traveling. Yeah. And the colors, what are the new colors? Yeah, the colors. Okay. Um, You want me to go get the colors? Yeah, let's see them. Okay, they're really, they're really pretty. I know. I apologize when I have it. If you can take a little cut there, this one take. You're this. good. Okay, so we had our first first two orders were um, black, navy, and gray. And then uh, when I started working with LSU, uh, we did. Oh, of course. of course. And then we have a different blue, which is different than the navy. Oh, Derek, you need that one. And I then do. we have coral. That's so cute. So can you see them? Mm-hmm. And then, so the, the, the colors that are on the website now are these and then black. There is um, one place in town, Trifecta Sports Therapy, who is, they're amazing. These people are amazing. They do all this fascia work. They work with athletes. Um, and they, I kept the rest of the gray for them, but these are the colors. The world is understanding that our minds have such an impact on our bodies, like more and more the science is revealing the psychological, psychobiological, you know, effects of our body. And so, you know, if people are looking for a way to feel more peace and more calm and happier, that they would try this first before you know whatever and um because the 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 scientifically when you stretch and you do deep breathing you release serotonin you release the positive endorphins that make us feel better so i can tell i get really excited about it i'm trying to to, (laughs) you should no it's so important and i love what you're doing Uh, i appreciate y'all having me on here and letting me talk about it and um 
and, and, you know, uh, providing a place for us entrepreneurs to talk about it. Yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. Cause it's, you know, like we said, it's hard to get your voice out there. So Mm -hmm. whenever we came up with this podcast idea, that was one of our goals was just to give, you know, small businesses and entrepreneurs more of a voice. Like if we can help do that, you know, why not? Cause we both bitch about that from like, you know, our own personal lives. And we're like, well, let's do something about it. I I love this. I love this. And it'll help entrepreneurs and people who want to be entrepreneurs. See that People just like us just had an idea and we put one foot in front of the other and we just took action. Like you can't just think about it. You got to, you know, start doing it. And you yeah. don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to know if you're going to be successful or not. You just, you know, keep in mind your vision and you just head in that direction. Just do the best you can, you know. So yeah. even though I'd like to be further than where I am, I'm I'm fine where I am and I am still moving forward. Yeah, but we all <laughs> yeah. we'll get there. We'll get where we need to be. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with yeah. people like friends like y'all. Oh, well, where can people find you? I know spirostretch.com. Spirostretch.com and Spirostretch on Instagram and on Facebook. I also have a YouTube channel and I have such big intentions of what, what one thing I'd like to do is just do like a regular, everybody grab your Spiro, let's do a Spiro stretch together and they'd kind of be there. I just, you know how it is, you kind of like, uh, you got to have yeah. everything set up and be in the mood and look good and you know, so I'd love I do to understand. Yeah. So yeah, stretch.com. So well, it was such a joy having you. Well, thank you. you guys. And Holly, it was so good to meet you. So cool. anyway, y'all are awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank and you for coming. anything I can do, um, let me know. Yes, and I've got I've got a coral spiro in my cart right now. well it was so good having you and i know we will speak again and let us know when you're in austin and can hang out i would love that and i'll have a glass of wine with y'all y'all have a fabulous night it was a pleasure and i appreciate it and thank you thank you so much for taking the time to listen holly where can people find you they can find me on instagram and twitter at orangejulia7 also on thebitterlemon.com and on Etsy, Bitter Lemon Digital. And Derek, where can people find you? So I am on Instagram with my personal account at Yoga with Derek, and that's D-E-R-E-K, spelled the correct way. And on Instagram for Yoga for All Humans, it is at Yoga for All Humans on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Um, don't judge my TikTok game. I'm still learning. On LinkedIn, you can sync up with me, Derek Hagler, on there. And Yoga for All Humans has its own LinkedIn account as well. And of course, yogaforallhumans.com is the studio's website. Small Business Happy Hour has its own Instagram account at Small Business Happy Hour. Or you can email us at smallbusinesshappyhour at gmail.com. Cheers. Cheers. See you next Tuesday. Tuesday.